Hey everybody and welcome once again to Ancient Ways for Modern Days. My name is Mike Freeman and today we are going to continue in the book of Ephesians. Actually, we're, we're almost to the end. We are in chapter 5 of Ephesians and we're going to continue with this, uh, this learning about how important relationships are for the believer. Now, if you tuned in yesterday in Ephesians 4, we saw this, this uh, contrast of not grieving the Holy Spirit of God, but instead... Instead, we are to be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ has forgiven us. And as we get into chapter 5, there's more discussion about what Christian behavior looks like, more discussion about how we are to think about things like lust and, and the way we speak and, and all sorts of different things. But toward the end of the chapter, it speaks about being filled with the Spirit, being filled with the Spirit. Now, there are all sorts of ideas about what being filled with the Spirit means, and sometimes these are based on the text and the context, and sometimes they might be a little bit more of our emotional experience. But, but what I want us to see today is when we are filled with the Spirit, this is when we are submitting to the Spirit as the guide in our life. Now, now the Spirit guides us in accordance with our King, King Jesus. So one who is filled with the Spirit is someone who is they're walking the life God calls them to live. And what I want you to see is the overflow of being filled with the Spirit. I want you to see what it looks like for a believer in Jesus Christ to be filled with the Spirit first in the way they interact with, with the Lord. And then second, in the way they interact with each other. Let, let me show you what I mean. Let's go ahead and look at the text here. We have Ephesians chapter 5 starting in verse 15. It says, look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Now, once again, we're seeing this term walk. We've seen that we are to walk in a manner worthy of our calling. We've seen that we're to walk not as the Gentiles. Now we see that we are to walk as those who are wise. The wise person, contextually, is the one who makes the best use of their time. The best use of their time in light of the gospel, in light of their salvation in Jesus Christ, and the best use of your time based on who Jesus is and what he has done for you, the reality that you have all eternity with him. And so now we are to make the best use of our time here and now. It says make the best use of our time because the days are evil. We live in an evil world. We live in a time where there are people who do evil. Um, Paul, when he writes to Timothy, he talks about this, this characteristic of the age where people are lovers of self and lovers of pleasure and lovers of money instead of being lovers of good and not lovers of God. This characterizes these evil days. He says, therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Now, do you know what the will of the Lord is? He's about to tell us. He says, And do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit. This is the Lord's will, that, that we don't uh, fill ourselves to the point of losing control of ourselves and being directed by something like alcohol, but instead we we have our the controlling influence of our life. Well, it's the indwelling Spirit of God. The text continues, and this is the description of a person who is filled with the Spirit. Look just with me at the text. See what the description of a person who is filled with the Spirit looks like as they relate to God and as they relate to each other. 
First of all, addressing each other. It says, addressing one another in psalms, in hymns, and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord in your heart. Well, let's just stop there for a second. How do we speak to each other? What, what do our interactions with each other look like as those who are filled with the Spirit? Well, we address each other with, with uplifting scriptural truth, psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Our, our interactions with each other, remember chapter 4, verse 32? We've already seen we're kind, we're tender-hearted, and we're forgiving. This means that we end up having a, a relationship with each other that is based on psalms and hymns. It's based on truth. It's this uplifted spirit that uplifts each other. It's looking for how we encourage and build up and, and direct one, one another to the grace that we have in Jesus Christ. And then it's not just how we relate to each other, but then it says, and making melody to the Lord in your heart. Now, this isn't just an external singing. This isn't honoring God with our lips, but our hearts are far away. Rather, this is the two are joined together as we make melody to the Lord in our heart. You know what this is? This is, a, this is developing a heart of gratitude and joy because of who God is, because of Jesus and his perfect life, his substitutionary death. He took our place. So as we reflect on that, the result is meant to be welling up inside of us this heart that makes melody to the Lord. And then it says, giving thanks always for everything to God the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus, and then submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. Well, this mutual submission, this is looking out for the needs of each other, looking out for the concerns of each other, putting each other's uh, desires and needs first. This is that mutual submission. When we talk about submission, we're talking about voluntarily choosing to follow someone else's leadership. Well, when we look at someone and say, in their life, here's what they need, and I'm going to follow that by helping provide what they need. This is, this is that theme of kindness, of service, of, of self-sacrifice. This is looking like Christ to each other. But focus back on verse 20. I, I want to I think about this verse. It says, giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. This is when you're filled with the Spirit, you are giving thanks to God the Father, and you're doing it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I want you to see the triune work of God in our lives, Spirit-filled, God-honoring, and, and recognizing this is all in the name of Jesus because of who he is and what he's done. This is, this is based on the triune God. But, but look here. It says, giving thanks always, and for everything. You know, uh, a number of years ago, I was meeting with a loved one. And this loved one, he, he was actually dying of cancer. And uh, someone close to me, someone I cared deeply about, and I had not seen in a number of years. And I went to visit him, I actually traveled to visit this man. And, and as we visited, um, you know, he, he shared with me, he says, I, I am, he says, I'm working hard to be filled with the Spirit so that I can be healed. See, in his mind, in some teaching along the lines, he was, he was instructed that being filled with the Spirit, its result, its result was healing. And he was carrying this tremendous guilt, this tremendous burden, this tremendous weight, because he felt like he was not being filled with the Spirit adequately enough, so he was not being healed. He felt like his faith was dysfunctional. 
that it was defunct, that there was something wrong with it. He was looking at himself saying, Mike, there's something wrong with me and my faith because I'm not healed. I remember uh, asking him to turn to this passage and opening it up together and, and walking through the way we interact with each other with psalms and hymns and melodies and how we submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. And then I turned his attention to verse 20. And I said, you know, being filled with the Spirit doesn't change your external situation. Being filled with the Spirit, it changes your internal perspective. And, and I walked him through it. I says, look at here, brother. I says, when you're filled with the Spirit, you give thanks always and for everything. I said, you, you realize this leads you and I to give thanks for the most difficult things we go through. How could anyone ever give thanks for something difficult? I mean, this was a difficult conversation. This friend, he was... He was dying of cancer. He says, he didn't say it, but you can read it on his face. How can I give thanks for my cancer? And I just walked him through the gospel. Walked him through the gospel does not guarantee a life on earth that is healthy and wealthy. But what the gospel does guarantee is an eternity free of our bodies wasting away. An eternity with no tears. An eternity in the perfect peace and the joy and ultimate eternal health with the Heavenly Father. And I walked him through that, that being filled with the Spirit is submitting to the Spirit, living a God-honoring life regardless of the situation you face. It says giving thanks always, not sometimes, always. Giving thanks for everything, not, not for most things, not for the things that you appreciate, for everything. I, I just, uh, I can't convey to you the softening that came over this man's face, the, the, the humbling that happened in his heart, and ultimately the peace that he began to experience before God because he, he realized his faith, faith wasn't defunct. His faith was not dysfunctional. His faith was not broken. It was misdirected. It was uninformed. It was miseducated. But at the end of the day, he had trusted in Jesus and his death and resurrection, which means regardless of whether or not he'd be healed, he could be filled with the Spirit. He could have peace with God. So he, he ended up going home to be with the Lord. And right now, it brings me a lot of joy knowing that he is, uh, he is experiencing no pain. He's not experiencing the sorrow. He, he is experiencing the perfect joy of his Savior, of Jesus who died and rose again. And this, this reflection, it gives me such encouragement, such encouragement to remember that our, our days are numbered. We don't have unlimited days here on earth. This is where the, the passage begins. It says, look carefully then how you walk. Not as the unwise, but as the wise, making the best use of your time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. The will of the Lord. Do not be consumed with a force such as wine that, that runs your life. Instead, be filled with the Spirit, addressing one another, speaking uplifting words to each other, submitting to one another, and giving thanks to God for everything. You know, you might be going through a health scare right now. You might be going through a situation where you're, you've just lost a loved one. You might be going through relational strife and struggle. It might be financial difficulty. Brother or sister in Christ, being filled with the Spirit does not mean your externals are fixed. 
Instead, it means you can give thanks to God. You can know that he's working in your situation as hard as it is, and you can know that you have eternity to spend with him. This is our ancient way for our modern day.